Welcome to another episode of Rams Iconic, the podcast where we get to talk to the legends that have made this franchise so special. Rams fans are lucky to have so many great players that have worn horns, and today's guest is certainly one of those dudes, one of those guys. He spent 10 years with the LA Rams. In those 10 seasons, he had 34 interceptions. He a thief. He also had a nose for the end zone, returning five of those 34 picks for touchdowns, as well as four punt returns for touchdowns. And I got to talk about one game in 1981. Uh, I'm still surprised. Uh, he's a two-time Pro Bowler, a four-time All-Pro. He set an NFL record for most punt return yards in a single game. This is the one with 207 yards, a record that still stands 40 years later. It will stand for all time. Please welcome in Leroy Urban, man. Hey, what's happening? What's up, DeMarco? How you doing, man? Uh, well, uh, you're doing better than me. Look at you. Where are you? I'm at my house in Laguna Niguel. That's what I'm talking about. You yeah, look like yeah. you're at a spa resort. Let me come over. <laughs> hey, anytime, you know? bro. We, got, we got a weight room. We got everything over here. I'll bring the masseuse. Uh, so what's happening these days? What do you, uh, you, you look great. What are you doing to keep yourself busy? Uh, I, well, I live in Rosary the Beach two weeks out of the month. I'm just relaxing, enjoying myself. Uh, I do a lot of charity work. I work in, I dabble in real estate every now and then, but I'm basically just retired. Drafted by the Rams uh, in 1980. Uh, now, listen to some of these names. Now, these are my heroes. You call them teammates. These are the guys I looked up to and wanted to be like. You were in the locker room. Fred Dreyer, unbelievable. Yeah. Hacksaw Reynolds what, was oh, yeah. my hero, my guy. And Jack oh, Youngblood. Yeah. What, what was that like walking into that locker room with those guys as a rookie? Well, I'll tell you a story. Uh, we were going to San Francisco one day, and, you know, the veterans, they all have uh, – their own seats on the plane. Yeah, yeah. And so I got on the plane a little late, and I saw this, the third seat in the back was empty. So I began – I wanted to sit down in that seat. Uh, and they said, hey, man, don't sit in that seat. That's Jack Youngblood and Larry Brooks's seat. Mm. And they come, they're going to kick you out of that seat. I said, oh, crap, they ain't kicking me out of this seat. I'm sitting in this seat. And I sat there and sat there all of a sudden. Sure enough, Jack comes in, Larry Brooks comes in, I refused to get up. They physically removed me from the seat. And the only other the only other empty seat on the plane was a seat next to Hacksaw Reynolds. Oh. And Hacksaw was so superstitious, he didn't want anyone sitting next to him. So I finally, they, he let me sit next to him. And he asked me, where's my playbook? He said, do you have your playbook? And do you have a, a, a clean pad of paper, a tablet of paper? I said, no, I don't have a pad. I, I have my playbook. I don't have a clean tablet. And I don't have a pencil. He said, well, you, can, you need to get a pencil. You need to get a clean notebook. Then come back and sit down next to me. I go up and go, go around, find me a clean a notebook, a tablet. And I get back down to sit down. And I say, well, I can't find a pencil. And Jack had 100 pencils sharpened the same length wow. in a little pouch. And I said, hey, let me borrow one of those pencils. He would not let me borrow one of those pencils hmm. to, to go on the flight. I ended up getting a pencil. And I had a copy my playbook or, or game plan in that tablet uh, on a trip to San Francisco. That's how much prepared Jack was. Wow. Did that help you? It did help me. I started doing that every time. I started doing what Jack did, young plane. Instead of joking around, I go over my scouting report, go over all the things I need to go over, my notes and everything. And, uh, you know, he was just, that guy was just, he was, he was unbelievable. But he was you crazy, know, though. That, that leads me to something. I mean, cornerback. I think it might be – no, no, I don't think – Mike doesn't factor in. I think it's the toughest position to play in the National Football League. 
because one, the requirements of the position, number two, the rules, they seem like they're always against you and how it's officiated. So 35 career interceptions, 34 with the Rams. You, you just mentioned talking to Hacksaw about copy and notes and how it helped you. How did that help you become a better cornerback in the National Football League? Well, you know, I had a lot of great teachers. You know, I, I, I grew up, uh, I was mentored by Rod Perry and Pat Thomas, you know, and Monty Jackson. So I was mentored by some of the best. My defensive back coach was Bud Carson, who oh. was DB coach at, and coordinator at Pittsburgh when they won all the championships. I, I, so had, really, I had Bud I, Carson for two seasons. Man, yeah, yeah. oh yeah. my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I was mentored by some of the best, you know, and, and what Hacksaw taught, I remember Hacksaw in the, in the film room one day, uh, he told Bud Carson, hey, Bud, if I see it, can I go right now? Hmm. Meaning that if he saw the guard leaning in a certain way, he knew it was going to be the BIM trap or some kind of trap or yeah. whatever. He want to hit it right now. Remember, Hacksaw ran like 5'2". He wasn't that fast. Yeah. But he understood the offense and understood what they were trying to do. So what I did was when I was with Jerry Gray, you know, Jerry Gray, former All-Pro as well, and Gary Green, former All-Pro as well, we, what we do is we pick out two or three plays a game to gamble on. Uh -huh. And I tell we we'd be in three deep zone. And I say I was on the weak side of the zone and I had only had flat, I had flat help, but, but, you know, I really had deep third coverage. And like, for, for instance, in Dallas, we're at Monday night football in Anaheim, Tony, Tony Hill would always line up right outside the numbers and he'd come out lazy and run a little lazy hitch. Mm -hmm. I told Johnny, I'm going to jump one of these hitches today. And you see me jumping. If he, they will, if they go double move, be over the top of me. But let Jerry know because Jerry Gray played the other side. Right. I said, let Jerry know what I'm doing. He, so he, so if uh, the other receiver ran the post, Jerry would cover the post. So we gambled a lot. Jerry gambled. I gambled. Gary Green gambled. Pat Thomas was the best gambler I've ever seen. And Rod Perry, they're just fantastic guys. I learned from all those guys. You know, it's funny, man. I mean, uh, Aaron Donald does it now. I did it. You just talked about it. Uh, when you freelance, um, it's only freelancing if you don't tell anybody. You know, right. gambling. Right. I mean, when you tell some people, if I see this, I'm going to do this, and then I can play off you. I mean, it, to me, it takes a defense to a whole new level. And uh, there was this thing about Aaron Donald, they used to say, early in his career when he would kind of go rogue or freelance to make plays. Yeah. Uh, production equal tolerance, man. As long as you make the play, it's going to be fine. But oh, don't yeah. freelance and miss and put us all at risk. Right. Well, you know, uh, for years later, you know, Steve Schaefer was my defensive back coach. And years later, I was I was up in uh, up north in the Sacramento where Steve lives mm -hmm. when to go visit him. And I was telling him about all the things we used to do. And he had no idea. We, were, we, were, we made that. <laughs> he had no idea what the things we were doing behind his back. But uh, it sure was fun uh, doing it at the time. Yeah, my D-line coach, uh, the year we won the Super Bowl, uh, his, his biggest coaching point every day was don't get me fired. That was yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, don't get yeah. me fired. Just don't get me fired. Absolutely, yeah. man. Okay, well, you got to tell me this. October 11th, 1981. Yes. Versus the Atlanta Falcons in Atlanta, if, if, if memory serves. You set a record for punt return yardage, 207 yards, two punt return TDs, how the hell does that happen versus a professional football team? Please tell me this story. Jerry Glanville. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Enough said. <laughs> Plain and simple. He went all in that day, and his gamble didn't pay off. He went all in. What was he? 
What was he trying to do? Block the punt? No, what? No, well, Jerry Glanville was the special teams coach for the Falcons. And uh, yeah. after our, the first punt, I almost took it all the way back. I got tripped up. I was one man away. And then the second one, I think I went 75 or 85. And the third, yeah. the fourth, the fourth, the third one was kind of, I got like 10 yards or 15 yards. The fourth one, I ran back 85 or 75. He kicked to me again, the fifth one. I ran back 46, and, and, and I almost broke that one, but I was too tired because I was playing cornerback the whole game. I started at cornerback that game. So I was full-time wow. starter at cornerback and to returning punts. So after that fifth fifth one, he stopped punting to me. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, wait, so after he burns – you burn him four times, and he still had the guts to kick it to you again? Yeah, one more time. It was a close game. We won that game. Like 26, 24, or, you know, it was a close yeah. game. I looked, uh, I, I think it was your, yeah, it was an 84-yard punt return to bring you guys within a point. Yeah. And then you kicked the field goal to win the game. Yeah, yeah. Close oh, game. my gosh. That's a, that's a horrible special teams day. I mean, were you just hyped that day? Were you, were you feeling it? Did you know it was going to happen? No. Well, you never know it's going to happen. But I, I'm from Augusta, Georgia, and it was the first time my dad had ever seen me play in a professional game. And he came up from Augusta with some friends of mine. And I knew all the guys back in Augusta were going to be watching that game because uh, it was like before cable, you know. So the games were yeah. local games. So I knew all my friends were going to be watching that game. So I'm normally hyped up. You know how it is before a game. You're hyped up anyway. Now, you, yeah. you bring your your friends, your ex-teammates, your family, everybody else involved, and, let them, and they're at the game watching. It was 81, my second year in the league. So I was just a baby – a, like a second-year player, so I was just yeah. hyped that day. Wow! I mean, that, did he? What did he say after the game? Great game! I mean, two hundred. You set a record that day on his first game. Yeah. That had to be yeah. emotional. It, I, well, I didn't know it was a record at the time, but uh, our our special teams coach can't remember. I can't remember the special teams coach's name, but uh, he he petitioned the NFL. Because, you know, and ironically enough, a guy that I idolized was named George Atkinson, who played for oh, the Raiders. Yeah. Yes, George, yes. Yeah. I idolized George Atkinson. He has, yeah, yeah. His, his record was 206 yards. He said it in 1969. Wow. George Atkinson had a record in 1969 for 206 yards. They had me at 206 yards. My special teams coach reviewed the film and the yard markers and say, hey, wait a minute, Leroy, you broke, you're 207 yards. So he called, wow. he called the NFL, NFL office and petitioned them, and they changed mine to 207. So I became the official uh, single game punt return leader. You know, I'm glad he did that. Absolutely. So, so, so wait, um, yeah. so the Rams have the record for most punt return, punt return yards in the game with 207. That's you. Mm -hmm. And Robert Bailey has the record. Another Rams cornerback has the record for the longest return mm -hmm. in NFL history. Yeah, against the Saints. It's wow. Safe. Okay, so punt returning—that's a big deal for the Rams. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think that's big shoes to fill. I think Flipper Anderson has the most yards in the game for a receiver. He does. Yeah. yeah. Uh, look, man, I, I keep trying to tell people that <laughs> there's a lot of history in this franchise. Yes, a lot of record holders. And Dickerson has yeah, the most yards so. in a season for a running back. Wow. See, look <laughs> at this. You know, 
See, look, all Rams fans, there's some ammo. When people start talking about, you know, all these other teams, bring that up. That's good stuff. Um, we do something on this show called My Favorite Play. I love this stuff. Where I have uh, I have you describe your favorite play. And they've all been great. So whatever it is, when you close your eyes, when you have those football dreams and you remember that favorite play, what is it for you? Was it the punt return or was it some other play? I think it was Dallas in the playoffs because okay. you know, uh, I had always idolized Drew Pearson. You know, I, I, mm. when I when I got my first car, it was a Celica GT Silver, and the Cowboys sent me some stuff in the mail. They sent me a sticker. I had that sticker in the back of my Celica GT. I was a senior in college. Didn't know I was going to get drafted wow. by the Rams, but had that sticker on the back of my car. I was the biggest Drew Pearson fan there ever was. Wow. By myself, my rookie year in Dallas, playing against the Cowboys in the playoffs, uh, lined up against Drew Pearson. And I said to myself, well, I want to win the game, but I want Drew Pearson to do good. <laughs> so it, it, was, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't my favorite play, but uh, playing against Drew Pearson was my favorite. Uh, that, that, was, that was the most fun I've ever had in my whole life, playing against my idol. How did it turn out? Uh, uh, they beat us. The person, the personal battle. I mean, <laughs> you versus the personal battle. But then I came back and I got an interception against Tony Hill, and I ran it back for 94 yards. So I didn't score, but uh, I ran it back pretty far. On first down, passes picked off, intended for Butch Johnson. Leroy Irvin comes out of there with it and still got it, and he might go. Irvin got only to outrun Jim Cooper. Springs chasing. And Springs takes him down from behind at the three-yard line. Leroy Irvin. And the Rams are in command. 94 yards, he went. I was going to ask you, man, what do you have against Danny White? Danny White should hate you for life. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, you know something? Danny White could have been a superstar if not for you. <laughs> hey, play like this. hey, you play with fire, you get burned sometimes. You know, that's the way it is. I ain't, I'm not smoking. I'm smoking the bear. No doubt. Uh, hey, your son Julius plays corner at, at UW at Washington, right? He, he plays safety. Oh, safety. Yeah, okay. Nick, Nicholas oh, he safety. plays the tough spot, huh? Yeah, Nicholas. How's safety. he doing? He's doing okay. How's he doing? He's doing okay. He has some injuries early in his uh, years there. He's kind of a little depressed a little bit, but I told him, hey, right. man, keep grinding, keep grinding, keep grinding, keep out working everybody. And uh, he seems to be, you know, taking that uh, information I give him and he's working hard. So I'm looking for good things for him this year. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. I mean, everyone, everyone in college, everybody in football, period. I mean, with COVID, yeah, it's, crazy. That, it's a tough season. I mean, you're going to have to be extra. You're going to have to be tough to play ball, tough to get through injuries. But to get through COVID plus that, you're going to have to be extra tough. Yeah. There's just no other way around. It. Yeah. And you know something in this league, DeMarco, you know, when you like the guys in college, they always say, well, I got a senior in front of me or I got a junior in front of me. Hey, when you get to the NFL, you got to take a grown man's job. You got to take a man's right. job. You got a family, a mortgage, kids going to school, and you got to come in there as a rookie and take a grown man's job. So I keep telling my son the same thing in college. Just because the guy's a junior or senior doesn't mean his job is safe. You have to go after and take a job. Right. Nobody's giving you any job. Man, when I was a rookie, Jackie Slater was going into year 18. Mm -hmm. He could have been my daddy. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. This is who I have to beat to stay on this football team. Right, so, yeah, right. I mean – yeah, the league is a big jump, but that starts, I agree. Yeah, that starts in college, man. I mean, who cares what 
grade they're in. Go out there and get you a job. Go take yeah, right. one. Go take one. Sometimes they're not handed. Yeah. yeah right. Um, look, there's only a few guys in this planet that I can talk to about playing corner. One is Todd Light. I know yeah, you know Todd. I, I, I love 40 Todd. Number playing corner. Yeah. I'll talk to him. And when I do, when I ask him a question, I'll sit and listen. Uh, the other is now he's no longer here. He was a coach here and now he's gone. So I have to uh, keep that pipeline, but I'll ask you because you played, you were great. You're an all pro, you're a pro bowler. What do you think of Jalen Ramsey? Because let me say this. I have never witnessed a season like that out of a corner. He made every single play he should have made, made some that he couldn't possibly have made, but did it anyway. And he did it with violence. I've never seen a year like that out of a corner. What do you think of Jalen Ramsey? I have the utmost respect for Jay. Jalen is one of those shutdown guys. He's be- he's different than Dion. I mean, Dion's probably the best cornerback ever played a game. You know, as far as pure cover guy, Dion wouldn't tackle. You know, Daryl Hen- uh, 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 Daryl Green the same way. Guys can yeah. cover, not really great tacklers. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Jarrell Revis, great cover guy was not going to be very physical in the, in the run game and tackle. But Jalen Ramsey's a big kid. You know, he, he, he can cover, one of the best cover guys in the league. But he's also a physical guy. And that's how I like to play. I like to play – I like to be a cover guy, and I, and I can come and play the run too. And I can be physical on the receivers. And nowadays, when you don't really have a chance to really intimidate receivers by hitting them low, hitting them in the back, low bridging them, mm-hmm. sling them to the ground, all those kind of things, it's hard to intimidate these guys because the rule changes. Mm-hmm. But when you're physical like Jalen is, dude, these young kids now, man, they better watch out because Jalen's going to come get your head. Yep, yeah, you, you, you watch football just like I do. I mean, how many times do you see DeAndre Hopkins disappear in a game? I saw it twice, you know? Yeah. How many times do you see Seattle pulling DK Metcalf off the field because he's too frustrated by the guy gardening? I saw yeah. that. You know, I've, I've never seen a year like that out of a cornerback. That was a special season. I hope he can do it again. He can. He And he will. He will do it again. Leroy, man, it's so glad. I'm so happy I got a chance to catch up with you, man. You too, man. And I can't wait to see you uh, at the stadium or just around some Rams events. Let's chop it up again. I'm good, man. DeMarco, be good, bro. I love you, dog. Peace. Always. Love you, too, man. Bye. That's a wrap on another episode of Rams Iconic. Thanks for tuning in and make sure you hit that subscribe button to be notified when a new episode drops. We're just months away from the 2021 season. And look, we cannot wait for you to step inside the Rams house and see this thing. I mean, come join us. Uh, to purchase tickets, visit therams.com slash 2021. That's therams.com slash 2021. Thanks again to Rams legend Leroy Irvin for joining us. I'm DeMarco Farr. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on Rams Icon.